recently a participant at one of my programs called me to discuss a new idea that his wife had to start a an interesting new business he said that it was a very traditional product but uh, with a new health proposition he was a bit worried he said that both his wife and he were thinking that uh, they were postgraduates uh, in technology had worked a lot in the area of tech in their respective jobs and the business idea they were looking at had no technology in it and they were wondering whether it made any sense to start such a traditional business when there was so much excitement about tech startups welcome to value a podcast where gurus from global gyan academy help you create competitive advantage in your career learn how you can win in the future of work and uniquely design your career from those who have succeeded and failed at it now here's your host srinivasa adhyapali from mumbai in a column in the mint newspaper niranjan rajadeksha wrote about the 100 million new jobs that india would need to create in the next 10 years why do we need so many new jobs of course we are a young population and there are uh, millions of uh, youngsters getting into the job market every year but we will also find people moving in from traditional agriculture based economies into manufacturing or services space because of all the changes that are happening in the farm sector and hopefully we will see the entry of millions of women who may today not be pursuing employment for various reasons would find that it is useful and interesting and possible to enter the formal job economy because of all the changes that are happening both in the way we live and our families are but also the way work particularly virtual work is enabled now what does all this mean we will need 100 million new jobs in the next 10 years what is the source of these jobs where will these jobs get created traditionally we depend a lot on large enterprises the big corporates to create jobs but unfortunately they don't add as many jobs as their business growth reflects because they are often working on productivity gains using technology they are part of global supply chains and therefore find the most efficient ways of getting things done without necessarily adding people to their jobs and india's small enterprises are really uh, true to their word mom and pop shops they typically employ one or two or maybe a handful of people and don't really provide significant job opportunities except for the the entrepreneur himself or herself and therefore niranjan uh, speaks about the missing middle section of the indian enterprise the small and medium enterprises that employ several hundreds of people and therefore drive job growth and if we assume that at least 50% of uh, these 100 million jobs have to come from such enterprises at 500 per uh, company we will need to build 100000 new businesses therefore we need 100000 new entrepreneurs in the next 10 years where will these 100000 entrepreneurs come from 100k is actually not a lot of people just uh, 0.3% of uh, today's india salaried employees or even just 0.2% of the youngsters who will graduate from colleges in the next 5 years so finding 100000 entrepreneurs shouldn't be so difficult but what's the difficulty 
why isn't this such an obvious thing that we will have 100,000 new entrepreneurs building uh, new businesses and therefore employ 50 million people in the next 10 years? I believe two major shifts are needed if we want this to become real. The first is that we need to change the narrative about entrepreneurship in India. The good news is that over the last few years, there's been a lot of encouragement and visibility for startups. It is no longer seen as bad to quit one's job and start something new. So that's the good news. But the bad news is that entrepreneurship is being positioned as a very high-risk game. It's a winner-take-it-all game and you can either crack it or you're bust. Now, this might be true for the the tech startups that are the craze of uh, the season or of this decade, where everyone's talking a lot about the tech startups from India. But the 100,000 entrepreneurs who will employ 50 million people don't have to be tech. They're more likely to be the traditional businesses, like the person who called me and said, I want to start a healthy oil mill. And I have some really great plans for growing that business. There was very little technology involved. There was all kinds of other interesting innovation involved in the way it was being positioned and marketed. But it was going to be a traditional company. And in fact, what scares many of these people who want to start such businesses is this notion, is this news that 99% of all startups will fail. Only the 1% succeeds and creates huge valuation. What we need to encourage and speak a lot more about are those who want to create fundamental businesses based on uh, more traditional economics that lead to sustainable businesses and employment generation for the long term. And this change is needed at all levels. Of course, the media, which uh, has played a big role in, uh, in creating this acceptance of entrepreneurship but has skewed it in favor of uh, the tech world and not given enough prominence to other businesses, the more traditional entrepreneurs who are building very interesting small businesses all over the country. And the same has to be said for the government. All favorable policies and announcements seem to be for tech or service startups. But uh, if you want to create a traditional manufacturing or asset-based business, uh, there's still lots of issues. Permissions, land laws, labor laws, uh, compliances. Ease of doing business cannot be just for VC-invested tech startups. It has to be for anyone who is creating a new business. Now, think about also incubators and academic institutions. Have you seen too many of these for somebody wanting to build an interesting oil business? No, you want to build something in SaaS, there are lots of people running after you. But you want to create an interesting business for uh, oil, you want to build something in handicrafts, you want to build something in electronics, not likely. And then finally, financing. On one side, you hear about startups that are burning hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, firing employees and folding up, and they get to start uh, yet another startup. In fact, uh, they're sought after because they're a failed entrepreneur. And on the other hand, you will have traditional business entrepreneurs who find it difficult to even raise $100,000 in working capital loans without uh, providing personal guarantees or uh, putting their uh, personal uh, homes at stake. And that is the skew that has to be removed. The second change that I would like to see is the narrative about education. 
the jobs challenge for these 100 million is not that enough jobs are not available the real issue is that there aren't enough people who are skilled enough to do the kinds of jobs that will be available and of course more importantly to create the businesses that will provide these 100 million jobs our education system is really failing the job market why is that so because uh, millions of uh, youngsters spend 3 to 6 uh, years in graduate and postgraduate courses at huge personal and national cost and it's not that they care about the education that they're getting they care about what they're learning over there they do it because this degree is seen as a prerequisite for a job at best uh, 1 or 2% of them may really care about what they're going to college for and they will probably pursue uh, further studies do some research build new new technologies build new theories build some breakthrough stuff but for the rest i hazard a guess maybe 95 98% of the students education or college is a gateway to getting a job and of course for uh, social status uh, marriages and so on uh, now if you are a btech mba then you belong in society right uh, not if uh, you haven't gone to college or if you haven't done it no you still don't belong in in our society all this i think is a colossal waste of resources let's stop wasting time and money of this country in pursuing these degrees we need to come up with a new system of uh, vocational education where employment oriented skills are provided to a majority of those who want them because that's what they want they want to get jobs and these are provided at various levels various uh, levels of competency various uh, types of vocations and this is not a one off effort right you need to keep upgrading your skills we need to build a new system of education after school the college education system has to be geared towards only jobs and therefore we may have to create a new nomenclature to recognize these kinds of programs not the traditional bachelor's degree and the master's degree no we need something that gives enough social recognition and prominence to those who pursue the vocational learning therefore i don't think it's an impossible dream that 100 million jobs in 10 years in india can they be created i i think they can be uh, easily achieved but we need a totally new mindset that highlights profitable job creation as the core metric through which we look at both education and entrepreneurship the purpose of education and entrepreneurship has to be seen in the context of providing and creating jobs for the millions of people who who deserve the jobs who are looking for jobs and who can create wealth for everyone involved i truly wish for a day that um, the front pages of newspapers will not have photos of those who cracked entrance tests or the board exams but we will be lauding and celebrating those who create new diverse jobs across the country they will be the true heroes of a new india thanks for joining us on this episode of value visit our website globalgyan.in and subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode 
You can also download the Global Gyan app to get additional content, learning and mentoring by the gurus at Global Gyan. Do tune in to our next episode.